This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, hello again, and welcome to another episode today, episode 79 part two of a three-part discussion on how to fuel effectively during bike rides today. So last episode, episode 78, in case you missed it, I will link it to to you uh, in the show notes. That one was about how to fuel effectively before your bike ride. So that way we can make sure that you're fueled and ready to go. This episode, part two, during bike rides, let's figure out how the hell to fuel you. Uh, This is for you, basically. If you never really feel like you know exactly what and how to eat during a bike ride, really, I made this episode especially for you because this is a common question that I get from clients as well as just followers that randomly slide into my DMs. Um, Did want to go ahead and do a quick little recap on what I talked about last week, okay? So last week's episode, again, episode 78, link it in the show notes. In that episode, I talked about how to fuel before a bike ride. And it's very important to state that you do have to fuel for your workouts depending on what they are. And also while considering the duration, the intensity, even the weather, like the temperature, climate, you know, um, elements that you're in, if it's raining, if it's hailing, as well as your fatigue level starting out, because if you do have a lower fatigue level, you might want to increase your food for that ride just a little bit, just to kind of help you out. Everyone's different. Some people might benefit from actually eating less. I mean, again, it's all up to you. I'm real big on using yourself as a little bit of an experiment and using every bike ride as a chance to experiment, okay? Another thing that I did want to add in is that carbs are not the enemy. Carbs are literally the best fuel for energy utilization in the human body. And they also help support recovery, especially with higher intensity bike rides or any type of higher intensity training, especially races and things like that. Okay. So I did want to go ahead and get those like little, uh, little nuggets out of the way because they're really important and I can't stress how important they are. So, uh, again, for your ride day nutrition, so any day that you're riding, you want to definitely have a good balanced meal beforehand, like I talked about in the last episode. Uh, It should be maybe about two to three hours roughly before you're actually on the bike. And again, that's just kind of an estimate. And then have a smaller meal that is shortly before the ride, maybe about 30 to 60 minutes before the actual bike ride. That meal, however, will not necessarily be a balanced meal, so it won't have the protein, carbs, and fats like I talked about in the last episode. It will just have mostly carbs and mostly a simpler form of carbohydrates, something sweeter or whiter in terms of carbs. Um, Now, I'm going to talk about during your bike rides, all right? The biggest thing here is... You want to stay, you want to stay fueled. You want to have your energy topped off about every hour or so. If you're just going for an hour long bike ride, okay, great. You you don't need to stop 30 minutes in and, and fuel up really. 
generally speaking, if you have a balanced meal beforehand and you, and you listened to the things that I, that I outlined in episode 78, awesome. I'm high-fiving you right now. Then I want you to just focus on, if you're just doing an hour ride, just getting through that hour ride. If it's an hour and a half, this is really going to be up to you. All right. Generally speaking, like I do okay with an hour and a half ride, depending on if it's really intense or incredibly hot or incredibly cold. So again, this is one of those situations where it depends. And I'm sure you're wanting something a little bit more black and white, but honestly, this is where it's important to experiment and figure out what really works best for you because we're all so different and unique and I'd rather you do something that works for you and instead of listening to just some noise, that might be a generalization um, for like, you know, a pro athlete, for example, or an Olympian, uh, someone who maybe has a little bit more lean muscle tissue on them. It's going to be a little bit different for them than maybe an average, you know, person who just rides on weekends or whenever they aren't at work. Um, and they also, you know, have a day job. (laughs) Um, now, if it's an hour long bike ride, maybe even 90 minutes long. Okay. Totally up to you. I would not stop during that hour long bike ride though and have a snack. Like I just said, now, if you're out and you're doing a ride, that's about two hours or more. Great. Every hour, maybe even every 45 minutes, some people even every 30 minutes because they like to have little bites of food throughout that hour. The goal here though, is that every hour that you're on the bike, you want to aim to consume at least right around 50% of the calories that you average burning every hour. And this is great if you're wearing a, a wearable device like a Garmin watch or an Apple watch or something like that, that tells you an approximation of how many calories you're burning per hour. Please know, I'm emphasizing that these wearable devices give you approximations. They're, it's not exact. It's not an exact science. It's not 100% accurate, but it can at least get you in the ballpark of what you're burning per hour calorie-wise, okay? So once you kind of understand in certain intensities, whatever your average intensities are for certain bike rides locally and things like that, once you kind of understand how, how many calories you're burning per hour, great. You can pretty much use that going forward for a majority of your bike rides. Now, of course, if you're at elevation or if you're experiencing hail or really extreme, you know, climate stuff, then that's going to change, but that will at least get you started in the right direction. So hourly average, let's say your hourly average for caloric burn is about 400 to 500 calories, which I would say is a, is a fairly good average. Um, for most people, because again, this depends on intensity. So if you're going even more intense, you might be burning closer to 600, maybe even 700 calories an hour. Everyone's different. Uh, you know, again, this depends on your muscle mass and a variety of different things, age, how much sleep you got last night. There's a variety of things that impact this number. So let's say you average about 400 to 500 calories burned per hour. If you take 50% of that, so basically just divide it by two, it's going to be about 200 calories per hour on up to about 250 calories per hour. That's what you should be consuming as a snack every hour that you're on the bike. And again, it's, this is loose. It could be every, you know, nibbling on 
like half of that. So maybe you're eating 100 calories every 30 minutes or you're drinking 100 calories every 30 minutes, whatever that is for you. But ultimately, you're going to want to aim for about 200 to 250 calories per hour. And that's generally a good minimum, all right? And this should be mostly carbohydrates. So, you know, we're talking anywhere between like 30 to 60 grams of carbs at a minimum, again, for you. Now, keep in mind, I have some clients, like I have one client who he's getting ready to race Leadville here in just a few weeks. Shout out to you. You know who you are. Uh, And I just gave him a, a nice little race plan, race food plan. Uh, that way he has a template to kind of build off of and work on. And he's been working on this for the past few months. Keep in mind, this isn't something he's doing just two weeks before the race, because that would be dumb. Um, but he actually, we've discovered really needs about close to a hundred grams of carbs per hour. And uh, a couple of other clients are also like he is as well. And, um, you know, it's not a matter that he, he's a guy. I've had women that also require upwards of 100 grams per hour of carbs. This is going to be variable, and it really depends on how much you're redlining, how high your heart rate is getting. Again, if you're at elevation, the weather, all of this stuff, how how well you're handling the, the climate that you're in. This is all going to factor in with what you need. But ultimately, take that overall calorie burn that you have on average per hour, Cut that in half. That's what you're going to aim for calorie-wise for every hour. And again, that's a minimum. That's that's to help you prevent you from bonking and seeing Satan and, you know, cursing your partner or cursing your friends uh, and going down a bad, bad rabbit hole of just mm, bonking. No one wants to bonk. No one enjoys bonking, okay? So some snack ideas. If this can include things like a banana, uh, you know, uh, a medium-sized banana, about 100 grams in, in weight without the skin. That's about 20 to 25 grams of carbs right there. So there you go. Almost a full snack right there. Now, that is going to have a little bit of fiber in the banana, so that will kind of help slow it down a little bit. Um, and it's okay if it has a little bit of fiber, a little bit of fat, a little bit of protein, because that can, again, like I said in the last episode, episode 78, that can help keep that blood sugar relatively even, all right? Same thing with an EnduroBytes bar. I'm a real big fan of EnduroBytes. Shout out to you, Brian, who owns EnduroBytes. He really makes a very high quality, literally a handmade bar out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm going to link it in the show notes. You know, I, I do write, full disclosure, I do write some articles for them only because I love the products so much. I was eating EnduroBytes bars years ago. Uh, literally as like travel snacks, honestly, because I would find it in the bike shop locally. And I love the taste, love the flavor, love the consistency, and it works well for me. What's cool with Enduro Bites is it comes in a package of two. And, you know, you get two little bites in that little package. I do recommend if you have a race that's going on, then yeah, you, sh- you should slice up those bars, you know, cut them in quarters, make it easy for you to kind of pop a little a little square in there in your mouth while you're, you're racing, because that's going to be something you have to chew. Um, but yeah, you have a couple of those in there, a couple hundred calories per package. I mean, you can't beat it. There's other things like obviously gels and gummies and things like that. Whatever 
Honestly, this is really whatever works for you, but look at the labeling because the nutrition facts will tell you what's included in this item, how many calories are in there, how many carbs and fiber and, and fats and protein and all that stuff. But ultimately, the most important thing you're going to want to look for is something that is going to be more carb centric because again, like I said earlier, carbs are the most efficient fuel for you to burn because you are actively burning your glycogen stores, glycogen is a form of carbohydrate or sugar rather in your muscle and also at some point in your liver as well. So once you go through that, I mean, you, you do have a few hours worth in your body at any given time, depending on how you eat. All right. So if you're eating fairly well and you're eating some carbs in your meals, generally speaking, you should be fully tapped out, you know, um, in terms of your glycogen stores in your muscle and your liver. But if you tend to eat more salads, for example, or you're eating a little bit lower carbohydrate, then you're not necessarily going to have the glycogen stores that you think you might have for a race or ride or things like that. Okay. So it's, again, this is where it becomes so specific to you. And that's, what's cool about this because it makes it kind of exciting and it gives you a chance to explore this on your own. Now, another item that you can also enjoy is called Superfuel, and this is by Scratch. Uh, they're also a Colorado-based company in Boulder, Colorado. And Superfuel, you know, I've tried it quite a few times. Very flavorful, very good. Follow the instructions on the mixing instructions, okay? Don't get cocky and just pour the recommended, you know, amount in your full water bottle full of water. No, you need to like mix it with it. I think it's like eight to 10 ounces of water first, really shake it and then mix it again and then add a little bit more water because it does have a consistency at first that's very thick. Um, I, I have a descriptor for it, but I don't want to say it because it, I don't want to gross anyone out or, or prevent you from buying it. Because once it does fully mix about 15, 20 minutes later, it is great. It's it's like any other type of electrolyte drink in terms of consistency, but it is going to have a fantastic slow burning carbohydrate, which is going to give you a little bit of longer lasting uh, energy. So it's not going to give you those, you know, sugar rushes and then drops and, and it's going to keep your blood sugar relatively even. The bonus is it also has some electrolytes, which is fantastic if you tend to be a salty sweater like I am. So, you know, you can certainly drink your calories if you want to. I just don't recommend drinking all of your calories because at some point you're going to get what I call flavor fatigue. And, you know... I personally like to mix up the flavors so I don't get flavor fatigue. So at any point in my bag, I I generally have something sweet, salty, and savory. And I tend to rotate between those things just to keep me fueled and not bored, especially on longer bike rides. So I'll have, for example, some Enduro Bites bars. You know, they're fantastic. I love them. I'll also have some scratch chews or some stinger chews. Those things are really good. Uh, especially like, I think it's a fruit smoothie flavor. Those things are like my favorite. Um, Rice Krispies bars. I know it's sometimes you just want something that's like reminding me of childhood. All right. Stinger Stroopwafels. I'm a big Stroopwafel fan. I freaking love them. And I think Stinger makes some amazing products. Um, and then also maybe some homemade rice cakes if I have them. Uh, from the portables cookbook, you know, definitely check out the, the feed zone portables 
uh, cookbook. I'll also link a recipe that I often share to a lot of my clients in the show notes that you can kind of check out. So that way you can see what the rice cake recipes are like in the Feed Zone Portables book. But they're nice because homemade stuff, if you have time to make some homemade stuff, and you can have it, you know, in your bag. Um, you can even do like boiled potatoes or roasted potatoes with some salt. That's fantastic. I know it's kind of old school and going into like how Europeans generally ride and fuel, but they feel that way because it works and it works really well. Uh, there's a variety, literally a variety of different ways uh, you can fuel. The key here is for you to fuel using foods that you enjoy. You don't mind chewing. Maybe, maybe you have crowns on some of your teeth and you, you can't eat something that has caramel or something that's sticky or something like that. Okay. Again, this is where it becomes a you thing. You have to figure out and experiment with what works for you. I know for me, those power pancakes that I shared in the last episode, episode 78, those things, I usually always have a couple of them in my bag. I'll also have some waffles. Uh, and no, I'm not, I hope I'm not mispronouncing that. Um, but it's like a waffle, but they're a little bit larger. So they have waffles that you can buy at Waffles. Again, another Boulder, or maybe it's a Louisville, Colorado-based company. I think they're based out of Boulder, though. Um, I can link them in the show notes so you can check them out, too. But uh, I've tried the Waffles waffles, and those are really good. But then I've also tried the Waffles, like, Belgian, like, thick waffle. Those are really good too. And those are about, I want to say like 300, 350 calories maybe per waffle. And they have a good amount of carbs. Of course, it's a carb-centric snack, but they also do have other ingredients in there, which can help kind of slow it down, make your blood sugar nice and even. I've never crashed after those, um, but that's just me. Again, you know, everyone's different, but it's, it's really key to read those nutrition labels. Get to know the products that you're consuming. Don't worry necessarily about chemical structure of the food. You know, it's one of those things that I think uh, some coaches will fear monger and they'll tell you, you know, Jen, I can't believe that you're eating XYZ on the bike. God damn it. Let, let me freaking enjoy a bloody waffle if I want one, okay? It's fine. This is not how I normally eat. It, they didn't, they don't know that I ate a salad at dinner last night with some rice and salmon and vegetables, you know, like they don't know how I eat in all of the other meals outside of my bike rides. But during my bike ride, I'm not going to stop and eat a damn salad (laughs) or, or going to stop and eat an all natural organic something or other. And I'm only saying this because it's not that I'm against organic foods or against all natural quote unquote foods. It's that the amount of fear mongering and the amount of fear-mongering that I hear, especially surrounding don't eat foods that have ingredients you can't pronounce. If you look at the actual chemical structure or the chemicals that construct a blueberry, you can't pronounce those either. And it's a blueberry. I mean, it's all chemicals. We are all chemicals. We're eating and breathing and drinking chemicals constantly. The dose is what is the poison. So like what I was saying earlier, hey, you know, so-and-so doesn't know that I'm eating a salad at dinner the night before with my salmon and rice and vegetables. That's most of my meal. That That's how most of my meals look is it's mostly whole foods, you know? And the fact that I'm eating certain things while I'm biking to stay fueled and happy while I'm doing something that brings me joy, I don't, 
don't wag your finger at me for that. So I really hope that that empowers you to also think the same way. And just know that if, you know, 80 to 90% of your meals are consisting of whole foods and really healthy items or healthier items rather, because everything's on a spectrum, right? Then you are set up for success. And now I just want you to be set up for success while you're on the bike. All right. Now as a bonus, every hour on the bike, please drink at least 16 to 20 ounces of water which is basically your average water bottle, all right? Most of them are about 16, 20 ounces in size. Alternate, if you can, every other hour on the bike with an electrolyte bottle, again, 16 to 20 ounces in size. Scratch is a great option. They make some fantastic ones. I know I've used them in the past. Love them so much. Um, You can also just drink Scratch or another electrolyte that you prefer instead of a water bottle. This is totally up to you and what your gut can handle and tolerate on and off the bike. Okay. I just know that it's nice having a water bottle to mix up the flavor in your mouth while you're riding your bike, because sometimes like super fuel, it can kind of get your saliva a little thick. Same thing with some electrolytes. It can kind of make some people saliva just a little bit thicker or feel a little bit thicker, uh, just because of the extra little sugar that's in there. It's natural sugar, but still, um, so it's nice to kind of mix it up with some water too. Uh, now, One little note here is, you know, digestion starts in your mouth, okay? So if you are drinking things like super fuel or scratch electrolytes or other electrolytes, it can sometimes get to your stomach a little bit weird. And same thing with gels. If you're a gel fan, personally, I'm not a gel fan just because, I don't know, I always feel kind of weird after consuming them. I don't know how else to put it. They just don't vibe really well with me. If you have a gel that you recommend, hey, let me know. I've definitely done some maple syrup gels and those are really good. Uh, Honey centric gels. Like again, those are really tasty, but for some reason like goos and things like that just aren't very tasty. And I've been sponsored by them before. Like I've been sponsored by these companies in the past. And it's one of those situations where they just didn't really sit very well with me. Now, had I known now, you know, 20 years ago, Uh, that would have been fantastic. But when it comes to gels or electrolyte drinks, or if you're drinking your calories, just try to swish every sip in your mouth, like at least a couple times, like two, three times. It's all it takes. Just like, kind of like it's mouthwash before you drink it, before you swallow it. The reason for that is because it can help simulate your saliva. And your saliva is what, in essence can actually help break down the uh, the carbohydrates that are in those things that you're drinking and, and swishing and, and gooing. <laughs> and that's what's cool. So you want that amylase in your saliva to help kind of break it down, all right? And that can help kind of prevent like just your gut feeling a little bit funny, especially if you're at a longer race like Leadville, like my buddy is doing here in a few weeks, then yeah, you're going to want to make sure that your gut is happy by the end of that ride and by the end of that race. So just kind of swishy swish a little bit and, uh, and then, you know, swallow. It'd be fine, but it does help kind of stimulate digestion and prevent any type of stomach cramping and any upset you might have and things like that. Okay. All right. That's all I have for you friends. Again, 
50% of the calories, roughly. Again, some people might be 40%, some people might be 60 or more percent of the calories that you average burning every hour on the bike. That is how many calories you want to consume every hour you're on the bike. So two hours or more on the bike, boom. Make sure that you're getting a nice sneaky snack in every 30 to 60 minutes, roughly. I have some clients who are like, dude, 45 minutes is my magic number. When I hit about an hour and a half to two hours in on my ride, that's when I'm going to get my first snack. Again, it's the reason they know this is because they've experimented with it. So while I'm giving you a little bit of broad guidelines, there's a reason for that because I want you to proactively figure this out on your own. I want you to test it out and have fun testing it out. This is a good time for you to go to your local bike shop or your local grocery store and buy some sneaky snacks, buy some snack bars, buy some things that they have on their shelves. Just buy one, no reason to buy the whole damn box. Buy like one or two. See if you if you like the flavor, maybe get a couple different flavors in them. I mean, that's how I know that I love the Enduro Bites bars and I love the Stinger Chews especially in fruit smoothie. I'm telling you, it's really good. Um, but the reason I know this is because I've, I've tested it out. I've literally gone to local bike shops and I will go. And now, goodness, I feel like I need to go on the feed.com or something like that. I have a client who's sponsored by them and some of the stuff that she's posting looks fantastic. And I've looked it up online, has a great nutrition profile to keep you nice and even and fueled. And I need, you know, the the kids these days, I'm telling you, they have all these fun new toys and fun new websites like thefeed.com. Like what? You can literally have like a whole store kind of delivered to you. It's fantastic. So if you don't have a local bike shop near you, you don't have access to a one that has decent snacks, check out thefeed.com. I'll go ahead and link that in the show notes. I'm hoping that's the website. I'm pretty sure. I know it's the feed, but I'm pretty sure it's .com. Again, I'll link it in the show notes. So go check that out right now, right now. If you want to work with me to help you decide how and what you may need to do differently, to ride and be at your best, then apply to work with me using the link in the show notes. I love helping people just like you. Thanks for listening, friend, and I hope you have a beautiful day, and I hope you also crush some snacks during your next ride without white-knuckling through your bike ride. Please, can we stop white-knuckling through our bike rides, just thinking, oh, I'm almost done, I'm almost done, I'm almost done, and you're like two to three hours in your bike ride. Like, just eat a damn snack. <laughs> eat, eat something. All right, I'm off, and I hope you have a fantastic week. Bye.